minimalists. <laughs> P.S. Randy. P.S. Ryan. We have one more question. Hello to our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for being a part of this. And our question today is from M. M asks, how do you practice self-care when you have so much empathy? I don't it, understand how it's hard to practice self I would think it'd be easier to practice self-care if you had empathy. Well, I think I think maybe this re- relates back to the questions we were answering during, during the normal podcast. Remember the question here from Jenny when she was like, how do I maintain boundaries because I keep giving, giving, giving more than I receive? And I think... Is it, well, is it also the same as Alexa's? How do you practice self-care without feeling selfish? I think, yeah, I think all of these are are, are loosely related, right? Okay. And so, um, it depends on what you mean by empathy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a great book by a Yale professor. Um, his name is Paul Bloom. And uh, he's been on, on a few different podcasts. You can, you can hear him on Sam Harris's podcast. You can hear him on the Very Bad Wizards podcast. But he is a, a Yale psychologist. And uh, he wrote a book called The Case Against Empathy which uh, freaks people out because they're like, well, this guy must be a... I mean, right before we started recording this, Ryan's like, this guy must be a psychopath. No, that's not what I said. We said high-functioning sociopath. <laughs> right. That's, is, that is what I but said. But the literature doesn't differentiate sociopath from psychopath. <clears throat> they're the same thing. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Um, well, I don't So you're, what you're saying is is that if I was to look up the definition of psychopath, it would be verbatim the same thing as sociopath. Well, I'm saying they're, they're used interchangeably in psychology. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and, and what... And they use they actually use the term sociopath that is the is the correct yeah so psychopath is not politically correct uh, it yeah it offends, <laughs> it offends us sociopaths <laughs> um, <laughs> that was good and um, uh, I, I think the it really it kind of depends on what you mean by empathy right mm-hmm. if you here's the case against empathy uh, put plainly in an analogy right mm-hmm. you don't want your doctor to have empathy if you if he's getting ready to operate on you mm-hmm. the literal you don't want him to literally have empathy if uh, you're you well we were just talking about foot care right your foot is my my, 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 my toe was so messed up right mm-hmm. I didn't want him to literally feel the pain in my toe yeah of course not I wanted him to have compassion for me mm. and so the case against empathy is really a case for compassion interesting mm-hmm. and, and and i think when when we experience too much empathy and this is what m is saying here mm-hmm. she's relating to everyone else's pain and she is therefore feeling her their pain and how can you take care of yourself when you're feeling everyone else's pain mm-hmm. and the the way around that at least from what i see is to have compassion for other people's problems to understand their problems yeah. to even have sympathy for their problems without having to feel the same pain that they're going through in fact it's great to have empathy in some instances mm-hmm. uh, in fact it's in fact we can't control it a lot of the time if you see uh, you, I, oh, yesterday I was walking down Sunset Boulevard. You know, someone was riding one of those bird scooters. Yeah, those things are great. Yeah, you should ride one of those before you. Did okay. they, they have them in Fargo? I don't know. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's like a. It's a. You'll see them laying around on the sidewalks and like okay, in front okay. of people's yards and in front of businesses. They're just like little scooters. You get an app. You can scan a little barcode and then it flips the scooter on and then you just like cruise Whoa. around it's so cool it's an electric scooter it goes up to like 20 30 miles an hour it's That's insane nice. how yeah. fast it goes yeah um but uh and people ride all around here it's it's sort of this this ride share thing yeah and uh, i saw this guy who wasn't paying attention though and i think he was on his phone mm. as he was riding and he just wiped out man fell right on his face 
and I felt empathy for him. It was it was an involuntary response. Like I felt, you know how when you see someone get hurt like that, you're like, oh my, like right. it, it, like you feel that twinge of pain, right? Mm. You yeah. see a guy get kicked in the balls, mm. and you're like, oh, like I, yeah. I definitely feel that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> probably not, but that's okay. Uh, I really thought I knew what empathy meant. I, I, well, I, maybe I should have looked up this definition before we we answered this question. Well, and I think and he he delineates it in. Uh, Paul Bloom doesn't have a problem with compassion. In fact, I think most of us, we now, especially in the, this this term self-care has been overused, we yeah. we use this this term of empathy to actually mean compassion. Mm. And we, we, we do want to feel compassion for other people and what they're going through, but not yeah. at the detriment of ourselves. Right. And we feel empathy for everything around us. When our doctor feels empathy for working on our toe, he couldn't even work on my toe if he felt the same pain I was going through. Yeah. And, and so if he empathized with me, it would actually be detrimental to the surgery he was about to give me. I thought empathy meant like, so let's go with the doctor example. It, mm. It's not a doctor feeling your literal pain. It's not, uh, and, and again, you're gonna have to correct me where I'm wrong here. Like I said, I should have probably read this definition before we answered this question. But like, if it, if I had a doctor, a foot doctor specifically, who went through the same exact problem I had with my foot, mm-hmm. like that I would want. Mm-hmm. Because as he's operating on me, he's gonna know like, oh man, when I had this problem, you know, I wanted to do this differently or this is what I did right. And they can really empathize with the pain that I'm going through, which in turn could help them perform a better surgery or at least take a little bit better care. Um, yeah, it definitely. So, so, so that's how I've always looked at empathy. It's like, it's like you're able to, cause you could come to me and be like, Oh my God, man, I lost my arm mm-hmm. and I could feel sympathy mm-hmm. because I'd be like, damn, I don't You know, I can only imagine how I would feel if I lost my arm, mm-hmm. but if I hadn't no, you know, if, if I was missing my arm and then you came to me, you're like, Oh man, I, I'm missing my arm. Like I could put myself in your shoes. I know exactly what it's like to not have an arm that's what i thought that's what i thought empathy meant and and i think ultimately where we go with that is what what we want out of the experience though is we want compassion uh, another way to say that is understanding. We want other people to understand, and that's what you're going through there. Now, my doctor, I could care less whether he actually has had a foot surgery himself. Right. I want I want competence from from a doctor. But if he had personal experience with that, uh-huh. well, and he, it had, might, it might, he might do a better job than a doctor who did not have personal experience with it. Th- that's quite possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not necessary though. Right? You don't need a, a cancer Correct. doctor who has gone through cancer. Well, himself. it's just well, it's just like with uh, you know mentoring students. I mean, you know, someone who is talking to me about leaving their job and finding something new to do, like I can empathize with them because I've been there. Now, if we never had those struggles, it would be a lot harder for me to have a mentoring student to 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 buy in. So, so maybe, you know, having that empathy is more makes you more of an expert in in a certain scenario that, you know, can help you can help people uh, trust your judgment a little bit better than someone who just has knowledge about it rather than someone who's actually been through it. Yeah, so if you're using the term empathy to mean a, a base understanding mm-hmm. or experiential understanding, yeah. then I don't think Paul Bloom would have any problem with, <clears throat> with that whatsoever. You're, yeah. It, it's, it's not the clinical definition of empathy, but mm-hmm. as I've said, there, there are multiple meanings. And most of the time, we just mean it to say compassion. Right. Uh, but I like what you're saying there. We do want to have... Uh, we, we do want to... to relate with people through their own experiences right. and if we're if we're using empathy in in that in that respect then then great i i, I think then yes in, in that respect we want to be more empathetic but compassion can be done without empathy though yes and yeah. i think i think that's really paul's point right i look at empathy as um 
absorbing everything around you. So they're like there's being called an empath. These people um are ease- obnoxious. Shut up. No, they're not. <laughs> they're actually Josh is just projecting. Don't, don't let him ruin your train of thought. Yeah. Um <laughs> but no, it's uh I being an empath, like there's a lot of people in my world that can relate to that term and it it is like you easily take on the pain of people around you but I look at that as being just really really sensitive Mm -hmm. and um and that can be really challenging and I'm really sensitive I think a lot of people with depression um tend to be I feel like sensitivity has become my superpower um and it's taking like what can be the negative sides of empathy mm-hmm. and and taking it in feeling that someone's pain in your body um it can be really draining but when you view it as like a sensitive superpower you know you can learn how to harness it for good and so for me being so sensitive, I used to like hate that part about me or, you know, medicate to get that away. And, Mm. but really I have a really deep ability to connect with a person and that helps me a lot in my job and what I do. And so it's learning how to use your powers for good, so to speak, and have it be uh, an, an intentional way of um, embracing who you are and and what you have to give through that sensitivity. And I think empathy can be when that sensitivity gets out of control and it can, can be. You. Yeah. yeah. And have you, have you taken I know you're an ENFP. Have you taken an Enneagram test? I haven't. You need to take that. I bet you're okay. seven, just like me. Uh, yeah. Of course. Um, <laughs> but, but it is a, it is a superpower. A two, but yeah. It's, it is a it, no, I, I agree with you though. It it it, it can be a a superpower in, in yeah. a way. And I think when it comes to like self-care and back to the question, like when you really embrace your sensitivity, it can be a huge gift to the world. And there's a, a book called The Highly Sensitive Person um, that when I read it, I like you take a questionnaire in the beginning and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and it was really helpful because it gave some verbiage to how I feel. But it talks about there is a place for sensitivity in the world and there's a big need for it. And so I think maybe in her case, she she feels things so deeply that it, it takes over and you can really lose yourself in what you're sensing around you and the dramas of people around you so that and is in a weird way that that makes it harder to have compassion if you are crippled by yeah. sensitivity yeah. If, yep. if and then you get lost in your own pain that you're experiencing from others yeah. and i really think that is when i talk about the case against empathy it it is it's it's a case uh, against the the paralysis of being overly mm-hmm. empathetic and yep. and and well, overly empathetic would be the clinical version of empathetic, right? Uh, is that is that correct? Well, I mean, overly meaning to the point where it has it has caused a paralysis in your life, and you're no longer able to feel compassion for someone, even mm-hmm. or even understand what they're going through, yeah. because all of a sudden now you're going through something that is adjacent to what they're going through. So, should this be titled a case against? overly empathetic empathy <laughs> do you see what i'm saying though yeah i see what you're saying i mean the the book because it's not a case against empathy it's a case against this this uh crippling version of empathy right yeah the the terminus of empathy which 
is often where it leads, but all, but also it's it's a case it, it's a case against the term empathy as well, mm. and how it has become the strange catch-all term to not mean what we actually yeah. meant it to there's, mean. There's a there's a connotation associated with it. We don't really consider the the, the denotative. Yeah, and and we should we should consider that there are there are often better words to use because vocabulary is important because it allows sure. it allows a specificity. It's like how we use love. Right. Like we're not, uh, you know, I, I love this coffee. It's like, I like this coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't overvalue this coffee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I think with, with the word love, however, we, we unfortunately don't have a bunch of different words, but with empathy, we've used it as this blanket term like to mean understanding. We, we mean experience. We mean compassion. We mean love. We mean all of these different things. And it's okay to, to be a sensitive person is, yeah. is what we're saying here. Um, and I know you two definitely relate with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but harnessing that for good is the same way I can harness the other side where it's like I'm not sensitive about this stuff at all, but I can realize that and say I can still have compassion for someone. Yeah, what, what, what I'm really hearing both of you say is to answer M's question head on, how do you practice self-care when you have so much empathy? It's learning how to process that empathy. Yeah. It's learning how to deal with those emotions. And it's funny because, like, I'm thinking about how I am very empathetic. Like, I, I, I uh, am very sensitive to like people's feelings and uh, social cues, and I mean, just just a lot of stuff I pick up on. But I'm able to compartmentalize it, and I'm like, I'm, as we're having this conversation, I'm like, why am I able to do that? But it's because I have I've had to practice compartmentalizing that empathy because you know, I just of my childhood, of my upbringing. We well, don't want it to control your life because right. that, that can, that, that can be the downside of being sensitive is it can control everything. Dude. Like yeah. I would be in my, like my, I'd be in my grandma's for like one specifically one time I was at my grandma's for Christmas. I was like 15 years old and we're having a blast. I'm with the family. We're having a good time. This is my dad's side of the family. And then uh, I get a call from my stepdad. Hey, your mom got a DUI and she's in jail right now. And it's like, totally sweeps the rug out from underneath of me mm-hmm. all the i'm having this awesome time and then all of a sudden like you know my mom's in jail so then i start to be, get sensitive towards that but i think because i've had so many experiences like that it has like trained me to compartmentalize like i can look at you know that for that example i can look at my mom's pain and be like man that really sucks that she's in that situation but I can also carry about my day at this point, like without that letting affect, you know, letting it affect my entire day. Yeah. One thing that might be helpful is just to offer some things that I've learned on how to process it. Mm-hmm. It can be really simple. And as like in the massage world, it's we actually learn how to do this because you can be working on somebody's shoulder pain and then get shoulder pain yourself. Like it's a thing that happens regularly with mm-hmm. people that are really sensitive and working closely with that person's body. But one thing is just as simple as looking at yourself as a vessel of like, okay, I'm going to hold space for this person and then I'm going to let it pass through me. Like you're a space holder for what they're going through, but that's all that you are. You don't carry it on yourself. You don't Mm. take it home with you. And so when I do body work, I 
I set that intention and I picture like, okay, whatever I meant to help this person with, it's just gonna, it's just gonna go through me. Mm. And, and I get to, and I feel like it's an honor to be that space holder. And I really get a lot of value from that. Um, and I think it's a gift that I have, but the key is knowing my place with that and that it is something passing through. And then another tangible like tool. Yeah. It's, it's really helpful. And it's like, it's like you can touch, you can touch it. Mm-hmm. But like you don't have to hold on to it, and it helps with that balance of like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to deal with this. I'm gonna sh- totally shut off, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing too is just setting, like being responsible for your own energy and your own emotions. Mm-hmm. And some people even visualize like a bubble around them. Mm. Um, but it's like, okay, I'm gonna be in this situation, and you all feel it when like somebody with super negative energy comes into the room, and it's almost like. Uh, you know right. <laughs> um, and it's just being like you know whatever is happening around me I'm responsible for my own energy they're responsible for their own energy and we're gonna like coexist with what's going on and I'm so I'm way too self-absorbed to realize someone else's negative energy you might not <laughs> consciously but you might right, be no, able I'm, once you I, I'm kidding but but yeah. but I, I think that one of the things to point out here that, that you're picking up is um and this really relates back to what you're saying. That like people who care about you, in a way, they don't want you to be empathetic in the literal sense. Yeah. Like I, I when my uh, my stomach's been hurting a lot lately, right? Mm-hmm. Like I want you to understand that and have compassion for me. But how awful of a person would I be? Like I really wish Ryan could feel my stomach pain too, dude. It's like remember that girl you were dating? <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> that one girl. No, the, where um. What it, she like sent you a uh, that's when we first moved to Montana, and she's like my cat died. Oh yes, you remember yes. that? Oh, and they they yeah some it's sometimes it's part of people's drama to like get you to, to feel get you uh-huh. to, to to bring you down with them. Yeah. Misery loves company, yeah. so like pull up a chair and stay a while. And that's yeah. part of a tool for people that are really sensitive and struggle with empathy is being really aware of who you're surrounding yourself with yes because mm. if if you're surrounding yourself by with, with people who want literally want you to feel the same level of pain that you're going through psychologically uh mentally emotionally physically then those aren't people you need to no, surround yourself they're, they're with. essentially wishing you harm especially yes. if you struggle with it it's just yeah. like oh it's just like you're setting yourself up for failure in this yeah. area well i mean i have had conversations with uh, family members and, and friends where they're always negative and i eventually break down and i'm like hey look uh every time we talk it's negative mm-hmm. and i really do empathize with what you're going through but i i if you and i are going to interact with each other we have to talk about solutions not just the problem and we have to be a little bit more upbeat mm-hmm. but but talking to you if it's just going to be this constant oh woe is me like i'm not here to support you living in a oh woe is me state mm-hmm. And yeah, like, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong with explaining that to someone. I mean, you can do that in a very loving way. And you be very clear on on what you can help people with and what you can't. Like, if somebody comes to me and I know that they probably need hip surgery, mm. I'm gonna be like, you know what? I can't help you with that, but you could go here. And so it's knowing like what your role is in somebody's healing, like. I, it breaks out the scalpel. Yeah. Well, why don't we just take a look now? Like, let's get in there. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. But, like, I think even, like, 
uh, Jess and I talk about this on our last podcast of uh, where to go f- when you need a kick in the pants to like get you going and mm-hmm. where like for a motivator and where you go for somebody to like cry with you you uh-huh. know there's a time and place and those people those my guess is Jess isn't coming me- to me to cry it's knowing uh, like what parent is the softest and I am here. honored to be that person yeah. and that's the difference I like being that person but that's the thing you yeah. know that and you have the space for it and you know what you can offer and it's being like okay this is how I know I can give in a way that is helpful and not draining and you hold that space for yourself and you you get to be that that person and you're known for that you think about people like thought leaders like they own like super hardcore or they own like let's cry about it like you just know those people and you go to them for those needs and so you have your you have your like you know, wheelhouse of people that you go to for certain things. And so you get to take that on for yourself. Like mm-hmm. what, what really can you be for people? Uh, there's sometimes I have friends really close to me that struggle with depression in very similar ways that I do. And there's times when I, I can't be that for them because it'll send me back. And so it's just yeah. like, no, and I've come to learn that. You and gotta so, know what those boundaries are. yeah. So it really is again with anything self-care related, really getting to know yourself embracing the shit out of it and then like and then going with it with confidence the minimalists <laughs>